Hello, and thank you for tuning in and listening to Mosley's Bench. This show has been created and designed by former judge Fred M. Mosley. Please stay connected as you will learn more about the laws of life, how it applies to your life, and so much more. Buckle in. Hi, thank you for tuning in to Mosley Bench. I am Alexis, and on the bench today, I have his honor, and Anita. I'm going to turn the show over to you, Judge Mosley. Thank you very much, Alexis. Today, we're going to begin a discussion on another law of life, and I emphasize the word law because We refer to a law as being an absolute divine rule that governs the consequences of our actions. And when we refer to the term law, it's not to be confused with the laws of man because man's laws oftentimes are relative to the circumstances. But when we refer to the term law, we're referring to the, a law are the laws of life which are absolute. They are not, there's no variableness, uh, our shadow of changing in them, just as our Father God is absolute and all that he brings forth to us by way of his commandments and otherwise, those, these laws of life that come from him are absolute. So again, we want to make certain that our listeners do not confuse the laws of man with the laws of life, which are laws that come from God. Also, they are not to be confused with the Mosaic law, which we have explained in a previous program. But we're sharing with you the laws of life. And one of these laws of life is the law of brokenness. The law of brokenness is the law of life that we're going to discuss or share with you today. And I would assume that most of you, if not all of you who are listening, never thought in terms of the word brokenness as being a law of life of any sort. The foundational scripture that we rely upon for the law of brokenness is found in Matthew chapter 21, verse 44. Matthew 21, verse 44. And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall, that's an absolute, be broken. But on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. Now, to clarify that a little bit for our listeners, the law of brokenness, we submit to you that one must be broken in order to be made whole that God is looking for those who have a broken and a contrite spirit. And only those who have been broken can be used to their fullest. And you find examples of that all through scripture, that anyone that God used in a mighty way was an individual who had to be broken in order to be used because the law of brokenness works very closely with another law of life. And that other law of life is the law of exaltation and abasement. Most of us 
have some hidden pride that is operating in our being. And only God knows how to deal with that hidden pride. And oftentimes, we don't know that we are operating in pride in a certain area of our lives. But an all-knowing God knows what it takes in order to humble you and humble me in a way that we can be used to our fullest for what he has called us to do. Let's look at a few scriptures from the book of Psalms, and we're going to look at chapter 34 and verse 18, 34, 18. And there are several scriptures that we want to refer to take us back to King David. And we're going to go to the 51st Psalm in a few minutes. But Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is nigh unto them. Listen to this closely. That are a broken heart and save as such as be of a contrite spirit. God is looking for those who are humble in heart. And in order for most of us, if not all of us, to be humble in heart, that we must be broken in order for God to use us in in his fullest, in our fullest. Let's look at another verse of scripture, Psalm 38.8. This is King David talking. I am feeble and sore broken. I have roared by reason of the disquietness of my heart. Now, Psalm 51 goes more deeply into the contriteness that David exemplified as a result of him having to be broken. We're dealing with the king of all Israel. And as most of us, sometimes when we are promoted, exalted, that we become a little haughty. And we don't suggest in any way, form, or fashion that God brings about that which causes us to have to be broken. But I would submit to you that God will use any and everything that causes a broken spirit and a contriteness on our part, he will use it to the advantage of what he has called us to do. So this is King David in the 51st Psalm. And he says, I'm just going to share a few of these verses, but it makes the point as to how broken he had come to be. Have mercy upon me, O God according to thy loving kindness, according unto the, unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. We know what had happened here. David had committed adultery with Bathsheba, and uh, as a result, 
He conspired to have Bathsheba's husband killed and the the baby uh, between he and Bathsheba died. And there was constant trouble for many years in the family of David as a result of what he had done, as a result of his transgression. But let's look at how God used that transgression to to, the, to cause David to operate to his fullest if it perhaps had not occurred this incident between he and Bathsheba. Verse 3, for I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me. Then David goes on to say, against thee, thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shaken in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in, hidden, and in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Then David goes on to say, Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sin and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. David laments here, and you can sense as you read this psalm, how he's lamenting over what he had done and over the trouble that he had brought into his house and into his household. Now, we're going to come back to David, King David, in a few minutes, but let's look at a few others. Jonah, it took a breaking for Jonah to agree to be obedient to what God had called him to do. God had called him to go, assign him to go to Nineveh and preach. Jonah didn't want to go. As a result, he was thrown in the belly of the big fish, of the great fish. We refer to it as the belly of the whale. And in his lamentation in the belly of the whale, that's where his brokenness was exhibited. And as a result, he then agreed to become obedient to what God had called him to do concerning going to Nineveh to preach. Let's look at the Apostle Paul. We know what he had done, persecuting Christians. And it was on a Damascus road that Paul saw that light shine from heaven and heard the voice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ asking him, why, why you persecute me and knowing after that what Paul had to go through and the fact that as a result of the breaking that took place in his life, that then God could use him to his fullest. If it had not been for that breaking, would we have received what I recall to be some 14 books of the New Testament? It took that breaking for Paul to 
come into agreement or accept what God had called him to do. Going back to David just for a moment, we know that David was eventually restored to his kingship, but a lot took place between his transgression with Bathsheba and him being restored to the kingship. But let's look at some other ways that individuals are broken, whereas God can use them to his fullest. How many of us have seen people who were somewhat haughty and prideful, and they were stricken with a very, very serious illness, flat on their back, couldn't do anything but look up to God. A person who all of their life had been able to take care of themselves, do whatever they needed to do, not just for themselves, but for many others. And now here they are totally dependent on somebody else to help them to take care of themselves. If it has not happened to any of our listeners, I'm I'm positive that you know of someone that because of a sickness they had to go through or maybe still are going through, that it brought about a breaking in their life, a contriteness in their life. And if they were hearty people, previous to that, that you started to see a degree of humility come about in their lives, a change coming forth by and through them, whereas God could better use them. And if it had not, not suggesting in any way, form, or fashion that God brought the sickness, but the sickness is being used as a breaking tool for that person to be more humble and also for that person to be much more receptive to what God has called them to do. I want you to think about that one while we take a short break. And there are several other areas that we want to touch upon as it relates to certain activities or certain situations coming forth in a person's life to cause them to be broken and cause themselves to be placed in a position where God can better use them. So we're talking now about sickness and dependence, and we're going to touch upon four or five other areas. And while we take this short break, give some thoughts to some ways that perhaps you have observed people who had to go through a breaking before God could use them. Let's take a break. Thank you for tuning in to Mosley Spench. To learn more about his honor, the 50 Laws of Life, and to purchase his books and or workbooks, please visit anotherchancemedia.org. Once again, anotherchancemedia.org. Thank you. Back to the show. Let's look at another area where some people were broken. And King David, falls in this category. How many of us have seen, if it does not apply to us, 
How many of us have seen people who had to be broken by trouble? Now, I would submit to you that trouble is a pride breaker. Trouble, trouble to the to a major extent will cause one to look at their lives, and it will, in most instances, bring about a breaking in that individual's life. It did for King David. A man after God's own heart, it took trouble, trouble that he initiated, but it took that trouble to bring David to his knees and cause him to have a heart of being contrite and recognizing that he had to depend on God. And before that time, if we recall, David was strutting around in his palace, probably commending himself in his mind as to what he had accomplished. And then trouble came, trouble that he initiated. And as a result of that trouble and the breaking that we see so vividly explained in the 51st Psalm that it changed the contour of David's life. Now, how many of you who are listening, and Anita and Alexis, you may think of some instances, whereas trouble came into someone's life and the breaking that came as a result of that trouble caused that person to be more so used by God than they would have been if it had not been for the trouble. Now, while you're thinking on that one, let's go to another area. There's some individuals who have been broken as a result of family problems. Sometimes it's children, maybe even grandchildren. Sometimes it's a spouse. But nevertheless, family issues can bring about a breaking in the lives of so many and so many believers. There's some well-known pastors, and of course we know the term PKs referring to pastors' kids. There are many pastors who have done well in their ministerial careers, but they've had family trouble over and over again buying through one or more of their children. And as a result of the family problems, it's caused that pastor to be even more contrite and more sensitive. And God has been able to use that person even more so than he would have been able to use him or her otherwise because of family trouble family problems, the hurt that comes about as it relates to someone close to you going through a difficult situation. Many pastors, I shouldn't say many, but some, of course, have had children strung out on drugs. And he is a minister, a pastor, ministering on a regular basis and not knowing where son or daughter might be. Family trouble can cause one to be contrite in spirit, and be much more usable by our Father God. Alexis, Anita, any thoughts up to this point? Any questions? Okay, I assume there are none. 
we are we we want people God wants to use brokenness to change us to bring him close. But sometimes people are broken and they stay in that pain. What about them? Does it do, do does something else have to happen then to to maybe bring them close? Well, they have to come to recognize that and going back to Romans eight twenty eight. All things work together for the good, for them who love the Lord and for them who are the call according to his purpose. And they have to recognize at some point in time that God can bring good from that situation and it can come to be a blessing to many others. And it's easy to say this, but it's a challenge to do it, to look past that family trouble. And look to the promises that God has made to one in Scripture as well as prophetic utterances that have come by and through the body of Christ as it relates to that person. And in doing so, if you know what God has promised and you can have faith as it relates to that promise, then it can get you over and through that trauma in your life that could be brought about by way of a family problem, trouble otherwise, or sickness, or whatever it might be. But you do have to have something to hold on to, Anita, and that something has to be a verse of Scripture that speaks to you and or a prophetic word that has come to you in some way or another that causes you to know that at some point in, in time that this too shall pass, and it all still will work together for the good if you love God, if you are the call according to his purpose. But you have to be able to look past it, and it's difficult to look past it when you're going through it, and the only way you can look past it is to draw upon the promises that God has made to you. And if God has shown, going back to the situation with children, and a parent who is going through a very difficult time with a son or a daughter, but God has revealed to that person in a dream how that child is going to be used at some point in time, or that person, that parent has gotten a prophetic word concerning that child, or that person, or that parent has looked, searched in the scripture and they found a scripture that spoke specifically to their heart as it relates to what God was going to do in the life of that child. When you see what God has already promised that he's going to do, and if you can hold to that, it can get you over that spot in your life where you're being challenged as a parent. Hopefully that spoke to your question. Mm -hmm. Yes, it did. Now, for other individuals, that breaking may come by way of a major embarrassment. And that's one way for one to be broken. For something that happened many, many years years ago, that person had totally forgotten. And Alexis and I were talking about social media on a program here a few days ago. And she related to the listening audience that what we put on social media, that is there forever. Uh, it's not just there during the life 
of the person. But even after that person's demise, what goes onto social media is still available. Now, let's look at an embarrassment for a person who has lived a fairly stellar life, if you will. And 20, 30, 40, 50 years later, well, social media doesn't go back that far. But let's say another 10 years or so, 15 years ago, when it was starting to become something that was fairly popular. And somebody digs out something that that person would be very ashamed of if it were made public. And that person who came across it and probably as a result of jealousy posted it. And here's the person now who's living an exemplary life. And all of a sudden, here's this image that is brought forward and for the world to see. Sometimes that kind of embarrassment will cause a broken and a contrite spirit, whereas if that person had become haughty or arrogant in any way, form, or fashion, it will cause that person to draw closer to God and it cause that person to be better used of God. And even having gone through the embarrassment, they recognize that if it had not been for the embarrassment, that they perhaps would not have humbled themselves in a way that God could use them further along in life. So embarrassment sometimes is what it takes to cause one to become of a humble and a contrite spirit. And that's one most of us don't want to have to experience, but sometimes that's what it takes. There are many others. Alexis, can you think of any? Anita, I have a few more to touch upon. I have a well, question. Yes? I have a question. What would you say for those who are going through a phase where they are broken? Like they already been broken, but they're just looking for a way to be unbroken. Well, if they've already been broken, one way is buying through Scripture. If you look at Scripture, look through Scripture, and see how so many were broken, and we made reference to King David, and we made reference to the, the Apostle Paul, who talked about Jonah. When you read the accounts of so many in Scripture who were broken, and how they went through that phase of being broken. And when they look back on the episode of the experience of being broken, and they see the benefit now that their life is to the kingdom of God, that is an encourager. And it's something that they can use not only for themselves, but they can teach others that are going through a period of being broken. That And we, we've talked about the law of seasons, that it came to pass that to everything there's a season and for every purpose under the heavens. So, therefore, if that person can read scriptural accounts of individuals who had to be broken or who were broken and how God brought them through that period of being broken and now and was able to use them even more so 
for kingdom purposes after the breaking. Once a person sees a pattern, and we've talked about, uh, we will talk about the law of the pattern. Once you see a pattern in the lives of other believers that God is not a respected person, if he brought those individuals through the breaking and the fact that those individuals came to be better used in the kingdom as a result of the breaking, we can appropriate faith to that pattern, knowing that God will do something similar, if not the same, for us. The law of brokenness. To I thought another to... way that I thought another yes. way that a person might be broken uh, yes. would be through a natural disaster, like a tornado taking your home. Yes, yes, a natural disaster. One can. I need to go to sleep uh, during the course of an evening and wake up the next day, a huge storm has come through, tornado, hurricane, whatever, and don't, don't have a home. Home is gone. All of their personal records have been destroyed. All their memorabilia is gone. And that can truly bring about a breaking. Don't not have anything to wear but the clothes on their back and don't know if they have covers, don't know how long it's going to take for some of that to be replaced, and having to go someplace to try to have a place to sleep or to get food, that can bring about a breaking. And going through a breaking stuff is that. And when you reflect on the attitude that you may have had as it relates to others, going through a similar experience, and the fact that you may not have been as sensitive as you ought to have been, it causes one to reflect upon their mindset and the fact that there should be an adjustment as it relates to their attitude of extending mercy to someone else. So you make a good point. A natural disaster certainly can bring about a breaking in a person's life. The law of brokenness. Just a quick review, a summary of a few others that we want to endeavor to discuss in this session. For some people who've gone through a drastic change in their physical appearance, appearance, an accident of some kind, their facial disfigurement, it can bring about a breaking in that person's life. Certainly death can bring, not the death of the person, but the death of someone close can bring about a breaking in a person's life. Bankruptcy, financial collapse can bring about a breaking or brokenness in a person's life. So there are many other areas wherein a person can be broken, and as a result of that brokenness, it can be used to cause that person, as it did in the life of King David, to have a contrite spirit as a result of a brokenness that has taken place. Anita, any final thoughts with the last couple of minutes we have left? It's important that God uses our brokenness to bring him closer to to him and to give us a better understanding of our life and and how we relate to God. I do think that um, brokenness is a very important part of God's relationship with us. Judge Mosley? 
And I concur with what Anita just shared with us. And we shouldn't look at brokenness as being a bad thing. It can be an asset. It can cause us to look at ourselves much more closely and whether or not we are walking with an inner contrite spirit. It can expose whether or not we're operating in humility. And it is a necessary component of one progressing in in our Christian walk is to recognize when a, a breaking is being allowed in our lives and how we deal with that breaking, knowing that on the other side, if we handle it the right way, bind through grace, it can be not only a blessing to us, but a blessing to many others. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Mosley's Bench with former Judge Fred M. Mosley. To get more information on Fred M. Mosley, Mosley's Bench, The Laws of Life, or the nonprofit organization Justice Ministries, please tune in to the website at lawsoflifecourt.com or justiceministriesintl.com. Once again, that's lawsoflifecourt.com or justiceministriesintl.com. Thank you.